Assalamu alaikum, this is KM Dean, and welcome to our first episode of Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. We plan to bring to you Islamic talk, entertainment, and sports here weekly, 11 a.m. to 12 noon. I am a founding member of Muslim Radio Network. And our mission is to produce audio content to spread the beauty of Islam. We want to thank Radio Azad for giving us this opportunity to share our programs with their listeners. For the first half of the show, we will have a variety of segments with talk, entertainment, and then later on in the second half of the show, after 11.30, Brother Hamza will be here for his segment called Sports Talk. And around 11.45, he's going to take some callers. So if you want to call in and talk sports with him, you're more than welcome. Inshallah. First up, we have a segment called Psychological Stuff. Let's talk about some psychological stuff. For this segment of Psychological Stuff, we have a clip from a clubhouse room we did, hosted by Sister Nazi, featuring Dr. Shazia Anwar, who is an author, life coach, and Islamic educator. She is one of our main contributors to Muslim Radio Dallas, and let's listen in to her talk on human vulnerability in Islam. So just talking about human vulnerability in Islam, Sister Shazia, what, what made you um, come to think of to, to talk about this topic? That, that's very important, uh, Nazi. Assalamu alaikum, dear audience. Uh, it's a good question because, um, as you may know, that I teach a lot of different age groups, including youth. And uh, the topic that I'm addressing today, I found it very complex because people are uh, taking vulnerability to harm their own selves sometimes in relationships. So the, when we talk about vulnerability, uh, the first thing we should understand the meaning of vulnerability. So the lexical definition is the quality or state of being exposed to a possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. In practical or technical sense, vulnerability is a part of humanness it facilitates connections and these connections are important for meaningful relationships and meaningful relationships are an integral part for us to lead a happy life. Uh, also, we must understand that we are all weak and vulnerable in relation to Allah and the aspects of vulnerability are personal, social and in professional relationships. So part um, uh, that I want to bring in is from the Quran and Hadith. Uh, back up my statement that we are all weak in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the following ayah is an example of the um, many aspects of uh, vulnerability. 47.38 states, those invited to spend in the cause of Allah, but among you are those who withhold and whoever withholds only withholds from themselves. And Allah is the free of all need. 
while you are the needy. So um, going back to the Arabic words, Allah is free of need is ghani and we are needy or fuqara. So this statement always, you know, makes me very humble and uh, gives me a sense that I am protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the ghani, right? The self-sufficient. This statement also, um, you know, is an evidence that Allah is asking us to spend from what he has given us. And he says, if you withhold, only withholding from your own self, because all this goodness is whoever disrupts the circle kind of, you know, just blocks it for themselves. So when uh, someone shows us vulnerability, we need mercy and compassion for them. And think of this as an opportunity to do something which is actually uh, going to come back to us as a benefit ourselves in dunya and akhira. And, you know, Allah's bounties are endless. So take advantage of the one who may seem weak in front of us. Um, and inshallah, um, we, we have to be humble for the opportunity. And then we come to the um, question that being vulnerable in front of humans requires honesty and courage. And we should not take advantage of somebody's weakness in front of us then vulnerability is important in the sense it also cultivates trust when we speak you know, of our weaknesses in front of people who are the right kind of people. That does develop a level of trust. Uh, and if boundaries are not maintained with uh, humans, this vulnerability can actually become a weakness or a, a mistake that we subject ourselves to. Allah is asking us to seek out the vulnerable, right? So Allah is doing this very beautifully. First he gives us and then he also, it's our duty to seek the people who are amongst you who are in need, right? He's not necessarily asking the vulnerable to come and ask us. So mashallah, this is something very beautiful in Islam. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. You've been listening to Dr. Shazia Anwar and her presentation on human vulnerability in Islam. This was from our Muslim Radio Clubhouse room Sister Nazi held this past month. Let's hear more. Let's talk about some psychological stuff. So the conclusion that we read so far is, it's the responsibility of the one who has been given to seek and take care of the weak. Now, uh, you asked Nazi in the beginning, what made me think uh, of this topic is that, you know, too many people are ranting right and left about how others are treating them. I'm not invalidating them, but let's talk about in relationships that are important to us, the things that are important also. When we share our vulnerabilities in personal relationship, it better be something that is going to build the relationship. Recently, unfortunately, I uh, met a, somebody who was talking uh, about, you know, their own family to her husband, you know, her whatever bad experiences or, you know, like her own version of, you know, her some childhood stories. And unfortunately, it backfired, right? We must know what is the need to share. That is the intention. And is it the right person or the right outlet? And then the next very important question about interpersonal relationships is also that vulnerability without boundaries is not vulnerability, says Brene Brown. She says vulnerability is not a sympathy-seeking tool. 
sharing just to share without understanding your role, recognizing your boundaries uh, in professional, personal, social settings, and not getting clear on your intentions and expectations. So this is going to uh, create the um, non-existence of boundaries and it's going to be harmful. So one of the things I think about with this is that in leadership, that's a different perspective, is that um, when you're in leadership, being somewhat vulnerable is kind of a, a, a positive thing. Um, right, right, yeah. But like you said, it's it, ha it has to be done in the right kind of way with the right kind of people at the right times um, and in the right context. So... Um, so, so it's kind of a leadership quality for someone to sh to show their vulnerability to the people that they they work with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I have a song um, that kind of just encapsulates the prophet's practice of showing his vulnerability as a leader. Prophet was asking Khadija Prophet Muhammad was asking Khadija to be there for him at a time when he was vulnerable, when he was shaken with fear. And I just another beautiful story that I just love, and I love this you know, song by Native Dean. Psychological stuff. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. You are listening to Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. This is KM Dean. Before the next segment, let's hear a short nasheed. of translating the Qur'an is very difficult because the Arabic language is so rich. One word can have many different meanings. We've created a segment called Lost in the Translation. This gives us the opportunity to take a look at some of those words in the Qur'an that in the process of being translated have lost some of their meaning. Lost in the Translation. 
we want to always ask questions and we want to identify um, the problems that are taking people away from the deen, that are taking adults and youth away from Islam. What's doing it? What's the cause? What's the cause? <laughs> so That's we right. have to we have to identify these things. We need to look at how the deen is taught, how it is transmitted from one generation to another, and also how it is presented to others. One word that comes to my mind, and Imam, maybe you can help with this, is the word, for example, uh, slave. Like uh, how we're taught, okay, we we should be uh, slaves of Allah, uh, or servants. You know, the serv- So that word in Arabic <laughs> means this word, brother, has much deeper meaning than the meaning that comes to mind the first time or all the time. Most people hear it. Yeah, uh, the word slave in the Quran is not mentioned the way we understand it. Actually, the translation altogether is wrong, but that was the simplest way to bring it mindset of the Westerner or non-Arabs even. A slave in our common language is somebody who is owned, controlled, has no choice and no will of his own at all. Correct? Yes. That's yeah. totally opposite to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses with. That we are ibadullah, ibad, not abid. There's a huge difference. If you take the alaf and you turn it into ya, then abid. Abid is the plural of abd. But it means those who are in slavery, who are owned and controlled, and they have no will of their own whatsoever. While ibad is the total, total free people who can make choices willingly according to what they want, not what dictated to them, not even by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They choose Allah. Yeah. And to obey Allah. Yeah. So the word, sometimes understanding what the words mean, and this is one example, by the way. Yeah. Lost in the translation. Jazakumullah khairan to Imam Muhammad al-Darsani for helping us find the deeper meaning of that word, Abid. Next, we have a recording of our live event that we have at Islamic Center of Irving every month. It's called Muslim Radio Live. Check it out. Muslim Radio Live. Tune in and listen to the Islam that we all love so much. We invite you all to join us for Muslim Radio Live. Assalamu alaikum. This is KMD with Muslim Radio Dallas. We are live. Uh, This is a live broadcast from the Islamic Center of Irving. It is our mega mosque here in Dallas. And we are here. We've got an audience that's building here in the room. Alhamdulillah. Got a nice show for you tonight. 
And I have a co-host here, Sister Nazi. Salaam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Brother KM. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing well. This is really like our second official uh, live event broadcast for Muslim Radio Dallas here at uh, ICI. And tonight we have a guest here. Like I said, he's going to be joining us for our recitations program. Salaam alaikum, brother Lukman. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you are currently a junior at, at uh, Islamic School of Irving. Yes, sir. Can you tell us about that experience? Um, my time in Tanzil was really good. I made a lot of friends, and uh, my teacher, Sheikh Abdul Karim, who's really good, mashallah. And um, yeah, alhamdulillah, I memorized the entire Quran at Tanzil, and I finished when I was 11. Alhamdulillah, that's great. MashaAllah. Takbir. Allahu Akbar. So tonight we have a show called Recitations. Recitations from the Holy Quran. The first recitation is from Surah Al-A'raf. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim وَإِذْ نَتَقْنَا الْجَبَلَ فَوْقَهُمْ كَأَنَّهُ ظُلَّتُهُ وَظَنُّوا أَنَّهُ وَاقِعٌ بِهِمْ أَنَّهُ وَاقِعٌ بِهِمْ خُذُوا مَا آتَيْنَاكُمْ بِقُوَّةٍ وَاذْكُرُوا مَا فِيهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمَ مِنْ ظُهُورِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ وَأَشْهَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَأَشْهَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ أَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ قَالُوا بَلَىٰ شَهِدْنَا أَن تَقُولُوا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِنَّا كُنَّا عَنْ هَذَا غَافِلِينَ أَوْ تَقُولُوا إِنَّمَا أَشْرَكَ آبَاؤُنَا مِنْ قَبْلُ وَكُنَّا ذُرِّيَّةً مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ أَفَتُهْلِكُنَا بِمَا فَعَلَ الْمُبْطِلُونَ So the particular ayah before we play the Imam's commentary is ayah 172. Can you recite that one for us, brother? وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمَ مِنْ ظُهُورِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ وَأَشْهَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ 
وأشهدهم على أنفسهم ألست بربكم قالوا بلى شهدنا أن تقولوا يوم القيامة إنا كنا عن هذا غافلين. And from the translation of Dr. Mustafa Khatab of the Clear Quran, and remember when your Lord brought forth from the lines of the children of Adam their descendants and had them testify regarding themselves Allah asked am I not your Lord they replied yes you are we testify he continued now you have no right to say on judgment day we were not aware of this Allah says, وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمَ مِنْ ذُهُورِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ وَأَشْهَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ Remember the time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gathered all the human beings, every creation, every son of Adam, from the first to the last. And He took a promise from them. And this is what we need to be refreshed and, and reminded about that how much of that promise we are fulfilling in this dunya. So this the Imam is saying, reminding us of the promise that we took when we said we testify that Allah is God, that He is Lord. And we testify every time we make salah when we say so are we proving this in our actions brothers in the audience and sisters uh, I just want to know if anyone would like to come up and comment and give a comment on what this means for you in your life as a Muslim what we just heard what lesson can we get do you think we can get from this because we always, you know, we heard what the imam thinks, but what do you think? Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, brother. Can you tell us your name? Yeah, Hussein Shadu. Hussein Shadu. Good to see you, brother. And uh, so, do you have something to add? Yes. Uh, alhamdulillah. Uh, what I learned from this is uh, a reminder of the purpose of our creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Holy Quran, وَمَا خَلَوْسُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Men and jinn were not created but to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a reminder that even before our creation, Allah took covenant with us. We made a promise. And, and we agree that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one to be worshipped. Allah to be Rabbikum Kalubala. We say, yes, we agree. You are our Lord. Since we agree to that, because human beings, that's how, that, that's how Allah created us. We are, we are so forgetful that we need a reminder, constant reminder, now and then. So, this is a reminder for us that, hey, we have to remind that we took a covenant and then we have to do what we're supposed to do. Ours is to worship Allah. We have to be steadfast in our assertion that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. 
So the concept of La ilaha illallah is very, very foundation in our faith. Jazakallah khair. Takbir. Allahu Akbar. Recitations from the Holy Quran. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Lukman, for helping us with that segment of recitations. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for coming, and inshallah, you think you can come back sometime and help us out? For sure. And inshallah, we'd love to have you. Uh, Sister Nazi, what, what did you have planned for tonight? Well, just do a basic quiz on your Islamic American history. Oh, really? Yes. So you're going to give us some, uh, some information because we're probably not too... Uh, <laughs> Well, sure, uh, but I can lead in with some questions just to probe you. Okay, okay, sounds good. Which state in the United States was named after a Muslim woman? There's Which only 50 states, so it's sort of like a multiple choice question. Which state was named after a Muslim woman? That's right. Who knows that question? Anyone in the audience? Uh, Is it Alaska? Which state was named after a Muslim woman? A few seconds to think about it. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It's not Texas. It's not Texas. It's not not Alaska either. Not Alaska. It's not Connecticut. Not Connecticut. Well, not Virginia. That's named after a British queen. Anybody else got one? Um, I think I know. Does Egypt's begin, not a state. Does it begin the United with States. a V? A V? No Vs. No V? Not Virginia? No. No. California. Very good. You got ding, it. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. California was named after Queen Calafia. Queen Calafia. The Spaniards came to California and they saw... a a native woman living there and she was dark in color and they associated her with the Moors in Spain because they were from Spain and of course Muslims had been living in Spain for over 700 years so when they they saw her they called her Queen Calafia the Spanish female version of Khalif and she she was a legend in the, for the Spaniards from a book called the Esplendian. The Esplendian told the story of Queen Calafia. She, of course, they embellished the story of her life by saying that she had control of griffins who would fight anyone who was a, a man but did not attack women because she had an all-woman's tribe in California. So that is the legend of Queen Calafia. There's more to that story, and you can check that story out on my podcast, the story about Queen Calafia. Jazakallah khair, sister Nazi. That was so much fun. And we had last time some more fun with our two guests here telling us some jokes. You guys didn't have any jokes this time? 
None? Okay. Ask your mom to look some some funny jokes on the internet or your dad on their phone. They could find some funny jokes, right? Right now. And you guys could come up here and say them. Okay? Why don't eggs tell jokes? Why don't eggs tell jokes? They'd crack up each other. <laughs> it was funnier the second time. All right. Thank you, Adam, for that joke. Oh, I have another one. You got another one? You have another one? Is it funnier than that one? Maybe. Maybe. We have to see. Okay. Three, two, one, action. Knock, knock. Who's there? Broken pencil. Broken pencil who? Never mind. It's pointless. <laughs> Hassan Ramadan, was that funny or what? <laughs> it was very funny, mashallah. Okay, so we got the brother Ahmed with another joke. Yeah. Three, two, one, action. Knock, knock. Who's there? Isabel. Isabel who? Is it Bell not working? <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that recording of our live event that we have usually the third Saturday of every month at ICI, the Islamic Center of Irving. Check our website to see when the next one is. That's MuslimRadioDallas.com. And also like our Facebook and Instagram pages to listen to our station, Muslim Radio Dallas, 24-7. We have an app you can download from the App Store and a podcast called Muslim Radio. And we're just about finished with our first half of Muslim Radio Weekly. Stay tuned for the second half, especially if you're sports fans. We have our sports talk with Brother Hamza. This program is produced by Muslim Radio Network and is made possible with your generous support. Please make your tax-deductible donation on muslimradionetwork.org. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad.